kicking the... Uh... Just kicking our way into the fucking episode. Oosh. Booting electronics. Is it working? Sure the yes. warranty's all good. Yeah. It still works. It's yeah. very hardy, that, isn't it? Because it's had a good, good shoe-in. That has had a good shoe-in. We did, we did trash the um, power cable for it last week. Bent it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's got a brand new one in it now. Oh, yeah. uh, right, yeah, that's when it wasn't turning on. Yeah. Yeah, that was me and my big fat feet, hobbit feet. You probably should get some kind of a better setup in the future. It looks it looks so nice there, don't you think? Like, you can't see under this desk. There's just a, a cluster <laughs> of fucking cables. It's just, um, it's just like, you know, when you tidy a room and you get down to the lower level and blokes just go, ah, nah. Yeah. You can't see that bit, we'll leave it be. Yeah, it's literally just this bit here. Even this bit's got a little bit of clutter, but it's not too bad. But yeah, if you, if you were to see everything else, yeah, ladies, disgusted. If, ladies, if you're dating somebody who's new, who's a guy, and you're going around to his house, I guarantee... Look under the bed and look yeah, under just the, look, the look cupboards. Look in the, look in the cupboards nearby where you think they'd normally met. I bet he's just taken everything and just scuttled it off the sofas, shoved it in another Bedside place. Bedside cabinet, absolutely just rammed. <laughs> it's like all kinds of things just dropping if out If you listen there. closely, you'll hear cupboards just going... Yeah, they're just striding <laughs> under tension. Literally beforehand, you know, in like is it in Japan where they're like forcing people into trains? Yeah, that's what it's like. That's, yeah. yeah, just like that... <laughs> squeezing the door closed you hear it clicking you're like, oh, okay thank god thank god yeah that'll do and yeah. then hide away from it for that's what i do when i'm packing unpacking yeah my my suitcase stays unpacked for i'd say at least a month when i get back yeah i do the same to be honest hate packing and hate unpacking i'm terrible even with like bjj so like i'll put everything in there and then like i'll i'll just it'll just sit there all week and then i'm like oh, i need to go to bjj i better wash that <laughs> I, just like, I don't know why, but after I just like I'll, I'll just be like oh, I'll deal with that later, and yeah. then I don't know what it is. I hate loathe it. Mm, me too. I have like an actual disdain. Like if it was a person, I'd sneer at it every time I walk past. Yeah, you know some people who like go to. I've, not that I know anyone who does this, but I know some people do. They go to a hotel if they're staying there for a few days, and they'll properly like unpack their suitcase and, use and hang door. it up and put it in the door. I'm like, who not are one, you? Not once. What, what person are you? I just live out of that suitcase, hundred percent. And then I'll just like chuck everything out because the thing I want's at the bottom. Then I'll just fucking <laughs> stuff it all back in. Yeah. I just live like a tramp for a few days. And if you think about it, it probably would be better to take it out, put it in the drawers and hang it up, because then when you had to put it back in the suitcase, it just go back in way easier and way neater. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It makes so much more sense, but that requires being organised. How is it as well when you leave, it fits, and when you're coming back, yeah. you're just like having to sit on the bugger and fight it in. Yeah, that always... That, what is that about? And I swear most of the time you lose stuff while you're yeah. there, so you come out with less. Yeah, I don't get that as well. I think it's... I think when you're at home... You're just diligent, and you're like, "Okay, oh, go tidy, pack it." You pack it all the way nicely and fold or whatever else. But then when you're when you're coming home, like realistically, you're probably packing the morning that you need to be getting out of the yeah, hotel. It's all a bit damp. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just fucking chucking it in, and then you're just like, "Yeah, that'll fucking do." And then you like you think you've got it all in, and you just like zip it up just about close it, and then you turn around and there's like a load of shit that you didn't put in. And you're like, oh, fuck's sake. And then you're you go into the bathroom and you realize you haven't packed any of your toiletries. Yeah, all your you've got a whole just... toilet to go in there yet, and you're like. Ha- how? Yeah, how There's did this come no up? physical place for this thing to go. Yeah, yeah. I'll just tuck it under my arm. <laughs> it's now my hand luggage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're yeah. actually going away, aren't you? I'm going first time in over two years. How insane is that? Should we first set the scene? Because this is not a Friday night for everyone. Like, well, that's true, yeah. What day is it? This is, it's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. So this is the closest that the podcast actually is to the day no, it's that it's re- getting released. Because although we're further away... Monday and Tuesday are next to each other. <laughs> that is such so a backwards way. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but like people listen to the crewcast at the beginning of the week, but we record it at the end of the week. We're actually at so the like the vibes are week. different for us. Yeah, that's true. Although not for you because you're fucking going away, you prick. 
Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, stuck but, at work. Yeah, yeah. But at least the sun's shining. Yeah, there but, is yeah, that. I am. I've, oh, dude. And because I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and everything's just taken our podcast down because I said the word vaccinated. Oh, fuck still yeah. going mad about that. Uh, you have to do this lateral flow test. Mm. So you get this packed. You have to order it online. It costs you like 25 quid. Mm-hmm. You send it off. And you have to send it off within 72 hours of your flight. So that's when they, they deem that test is allowed up to 72 hours. And then, and you have to work it back from when your actual flight leaves as like well. Hours, Not like minutes. the day. Yeah. Literally minutes and hours to when you flight leaves. So be careful with that. Yeah, fucking all that. But when it comes... You open it up, and there is like one card with these instructions on how to send it in. Mm-hmm. Now, what they don't fucking tell you anywhere, and I mean anywhere, not a check this before, nothing. You have to register your sample tube for when you want to send it in. You have to register it, and you have to go through this whole rigmarole of signing in as you're doing it. Oh, right, so you'd like... Signing so in live says, almost. Yeah, like start now. And then that's when they take the register and you put the time you're taking the test. So, oh, so just, that's how they know it. you actually did it. But nowhere, and I mean nowhere in this entire box that comes with you, does it tell you to do that whole that whole thing? Yeah. Nowhere. And even when you go on the website, yeah. I got it from um, Medic Spot, yeah. which is a common one. It's like one of the top ones to get it from. Even on their site, they mention it in like the first paragraph underneath a page worth of how to ship it back to them. Mm-hmm. It just says, reg- uh, after you've registered your sample, that's mm-hmm. all it says. And if you've missed that on this A4 page, it's one sentence mm-hmm. with no link. On the site, it doesn't even say, register here. Yeah, Nothing. Here register, Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So I reckon there's hundreds of thousands of people who sent these fucking things in and been like, where's my result? Yeah. And then not being able to fly. <laughs> so if you're getting one of these lateral flow tests... You have to register the actual number that's on the vial that gets sent in the thing with you, and it will not say to do that anywhere. Shocking, that it's fucking disgusting. Because it, I'm I'm adept with tech. I had to I research numbers, addresses, fucking everything, and even the people I was ringing were like, "Is it not on there?" I'm like, adept with tech. Hey, I am. You know, we're techie, we're savvy. <laughs> yeah. We can pick stuff up. We know how it works. Yeah, yeah, imagine no, if your mum and dad were trying to do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> just imagine you getting your glasses on. You're like, right. let's get into this one. Yeah. But imagine if your mum and dad, your granddad, or someone's trying to do that shit. Oh, again, not, not a not, fucking hope. No, not prayer. Although they'll probably be. Double, triple, quadruple vaccinated. Yeah, let's say that, yeah. But even then, you still have to have antigen tests. Yeah, I was going to say, they're still testing. But they've got rid of those now, I think. It's all finally disappearing. Even some countries now, you can go to Iceland, Hungary, Poland, and Sweden. Mm. All just open borders now. Yeah. Don't need any tests, nothing. Has Beijing gone back into a lockdown again? I know um, Emma was saying that she, because she, like, the company's international, so she's always talking to people. I thought they were killing the pets again in China, weren't they? Or something crazy? I don't fucking know. But I'm sure uh, Beijing has gone back into um, into a lockdown because I know I don't think they're experiencing like deaths, but I think the rates have gone up and they're just that militant now because of yeah. what happened. They're like, <sighs> well, I'm fucking done with it. I'm yeah, done with it. Yeah, I'm done with it as well. All done with it. I don't, I don't know if anyone would give a shit anymore now. To be honest, as shitty as this sounds. That Ukraine and, and Russian war thing mm. has finally knocked it on the head, I think. It's, yeah, it's because there's some real fucking problems in the world. Yeah, yeah, literally it's like pushed the attention to something actually real. and pro- yeah. Not that COVID wasn't real, but like they definitely over-dramatised it to sell newspapers and they, they and kind of... They sell vaccines. Yeah, yeah, they sell vaccines. And they just pushed, I don't know, pushed it a lot harder. Did we talk about it the other week? 
What? About what I heard about the teenage vaccines. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did yeah, because we spoke about yeah. the, um, the that, they, that they were advised that they didn't need them and then still pushed them the next mm. day. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, so outside of that stupid lateral, I just want people to be aware if you have to do one of these lateral flows, if like me, you weren't, you didn't get the vaccine because you're a healthy individual and you just thought, well, you know, pros of not getting it outweigh the cons. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, but be really careful. You need to register that vial and get it done. Otherwise, you are scuppered. Yeah. But so. I will be then jettisoning, 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 jettisoning. That sounds wrong. Jettisoning. Is that right? I think so. That's how I say it. Jettis- Not that I say jettisoning that often. I know, but jettisoning, jettisoning. That doesn't sound right. Jettisoning. I'll be flying. Yeah. <laughs> Out to Porto, Portugal. Um, and then I go, when I land in Portugal, I have a two-hour drive to a retreat mm-hmm. in the back end of nowhere for this, like, it's um, it's through it's, it's through uh, the company down in, in Bristol. They're a PT company called SF Fitness, and they have a retreat. They work with a company on a retreat out in Portugal, and they hold, basically, fitness retreats there. Mm-hmm. So it's like mindfulness, fitness, and just fun. Yeah. So there's going to be uh, rafting, paddleboarding, hiking, there's a gym, I think there's boxing, I think there's like pools, plunge pool. But I'm in with the dude who owns the site too. And he likes motorbiking. So I was on the phone to him the other week and he's like, I don't know what the rest of your job is while you're here, but for you, when you get here for me, it's motorbikes and days out. Yeah. I, was, I say, he's like, me and you and motorbikes. I was like, I'm in. Nice. But you try packing any motorbike gear. Oh, yeah. Not a chance. Because I'm only taking uh, like hand luggage and then a large cabin bag. Can you rent? Motorbike well, stuff. I'm going to wear my motorbike trainers out. Mm. Just go yeah, just, just, just walking Helmet on, just full leather. No, no, just like, I'm going to wear my motorbike trainers, my motorbike trousers, my motorbike jacket. Yeah. <laughs> that, and then a t-shirt and, and stuff over t-shirt the top. Did, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, well, because it's, we're going on, we're going like motocross style, so it's like trail runs. Right. So you don't, you can, a lot of time you're not as armoured up as you are on the road for that. Mm. Uh, mainly because, it's the nature of their sport. They don't wear that much armor because they need to be really maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got armored boots in that. I've got Probably not going to take gloves. The same pace that you yeah, you on won't the be. Road but still, well. you do. They do go quick. Those boys, though. Yeah. Uh, and but we won't be. Yeah. We'll be just enjoying the runs out. Going, you know, riding over the plains, getting to like heritage sites and stuff like that. But there will be some like you know, it's all off road, mm. all off road. But he said there's just no law there. So you just do what you want. There's no law anyway because they're too far out from everything. Yeah. So they just don't care. They leave them alone. Wow. So I was like, awesome. And he's got, well, he does actually have two ninjas as well. Mm-hmm. Kawasaki ninjas. So we're going out on those two. That would be So fun. on that one. But he's got all the kit out there. And because I'm like a size large, even though I'm not six foot four, mm-hmm. I should still be able to fit in the majority of stuff in some way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be all right. So I'm going to borrow a helmet, although I've got a peanut head. But this is where the man bun comes into play. Uh-huh. See, I can put the man bun up and it makes my small head into a medium. Uh-huh. <laughs> peanut head. Yeah. It's shaped like a peanut if you look at it. It goes out at the top like a normal head, but then it comes <laughs> like in <a> yeah, <laughs> like around the normal head, but then it comes in here at my temple. Yeah. And then it comes back out around and down to my jaw. So yeah. it's essentially like a figure like an outline of a figure eight or a peanut. Yeah, I think the I think the beard accentuates it because it makes the jaw appear wider. So it like definitely does. The jaw is, is there. Yeah. There and there. Hold on. Look down. So my jaw is here. That's a peanut. 
Peanut, isn't it? From uh, a little peanut. Yeah, I never really noticed it until you yeah. pointed it so out. So, but because I've got the peanut, because it dips in in the middle here, when you put a motorbike helmet on, it means I can shift my head from side to side in a medium, Inside. even though it fits front to back, <laughs> side to side. I've got that movement that you shouldn't have. Right. So I have to wear a small, which is a little tight on me, yeah. but stops any movement. Right. So I'm like halfway. So you need peanut, peanut filling. Head. Yeah. To, to pack the. I need like a, a Reebok. Medium. I need like a Reebok pump helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that's not a thing. They do have them in the Scorpions, but it's just for the cheek pads. They pump up the cheek pads. They're actually right. really good because, one, it's cool. Just pump mm. up your helmet. But two, because it's an air barrier, it actually deadens sound. Makes sense. Yeah, I suppose really it's better. got to be sealed, hasn't it? I don't know why more uh, haven't implemented it. I guess cost. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, Scorpion ones have it. It's pretty Sounds cool. very interesting. After send me some. Well, I, I'm going to say send me some photos. I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be getting plenty. Yeah, of obviously I'm going out there. Yeah, I'm going out there with, a, um, with the SF retreat. So they're basically showcasing it for me because mm. what they ideally would like me to do is help them hold retreats out there as well. Yeah. So that could be something we could do with the crewcast mm. or with Black Country. Yeah, I think it's something I've wanted to do for ages, and it's it's always been on the back of the the list because just being honest, like these fitness retreat things. Always look fucking amazing. But when it comes to, like, what's the most bang for your buck of getting somebody into fitness? It's not a fitness retreat, is it? It's no. something amazing to do if you're already into fitness and you want to have oh, a, yeah, it's not a fun that. holiday that's already involving something that you kind of enjoy or going to explore into. So that's why it's, it's always been, like, pushed to the back because yeah. of, like, the things that we work on are more, like, feet on the ground, fundamental stuff, um... But it has some. It's always been something I've like. I've loved the idea of because to do because I'm one of them people that goes on holiday when I do have the rare opportunity. And I'm like, right, I need to relax. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit at the beach and then I sit at the beach and I'm like, I'm bored now. I'm Boy, gonna get up and then minutes, I, yeah, yeah, I'm like, right, I'm I just sit there sweating and I'm just like, right, I need to get in the sea <laughs> and then I just cough and fucking I don't know, go scuba diving or just yeah, I, I need to be occupied. I I'm can't. Same, dude. I think I need it, but then when I actually have the reality of it, yeah, but no, rest is it doesn't have to be sitting still. No, of course not. But that's what these retreats are. That's the thing. It's mm. supposed to be escapism. Yeah. So you're doing something that's fun, that's entertaining, that's new to you. You're seeing this beautiful place that you're, you, you're taken to. It's surrounded by trees and loveliness. Uh, and this one's a bit special, actually, because the, with the chefs and everything there for you. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so yeah, I've seen... Proper one. Yeah, you can get I'll... massage and stuff if you want as well, but I don't think I will. Any happy endings? Yeah, I would have hoped so. Are you that, That's why you're I'll there. be there. That's you're what I'm there for just that. the happy endings. Yeah, just, just... Yeah, the masseuse... Just running like, along, yeah. I'll just... Yeah, yeah, like spinning plates, <laughs> like whack a mole, <laughs> whack a mole, whack a knob. <laughs> Just running. Well, that's being sexist. I mean, there could be a bit of that going on yeah. as well. Then. Is that how you do it? Just like a DJ. DJ. <laughs> That's it. That this is my move. <laughs> so if you just listen to this, none of this makes any sense. This is what you need to watch. Watch yeah. on YouTube or, or watch Spotify. on Spotify. Oh, as well, thank you all for leaving comments and for rating us on. We've Spotify got quite a lot of uh, reviews on Spotify. Yeah, please we? keep leaving the reviews on Spotify. They really do help, and uh, and they're also just nice to read. Mm. I don't think we've had any voice notes though. People aren't believing in this factor. You can leave us an actual voice note. I want to make this a thing. Mm. Go on the Spotify description and there's a link to leave us voice notes i don't know whether it'd be funny whether we just do like a, a phone-in thing like you know on the radio where they used to do like phone-ins <laughs> whether we like open up a few spots and then we just do a live phone-in off somebody and see yeah. what see what happens we could just do a competition and then somebody wins the phone-in yeah well that makes it easier doesn't it? i wonder if we could do that as just having a guest just like a live like a just be our guest 
Be our guest. Be our, ge- Be our guest. That, Put our technicians to the test. That's a song, isn't it? Yeah, it's from Beauty and the Beast. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, be our guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. I knew it, my, my brain was like, this is a thing that already exists. <laughs> yeah, so whatever that song is. I don't know. That's where I, like I watched the movie. Though. <gasps> I watched Legend. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, you know, after we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. it, I had to see it. Yeah. Dude, it's dark. It is so dark. I forgot it? how dark it was. I also forgot how bad Tom Cruise's teeth were. I know, yeah. <laughs> he literally, his, the, the, his middle... His, oh, you're going to ruin, in... ruin some people's day now. Yeah, yeah, if you look at his front teeth... His two front teeth. Yeah, so they're offset so much that he has one tooth well, that is central. One middle tooth. Yeah, he just has a, a tooth yeah. in the middle of his head, and then his other yeah. front tooth is actually completely <laughs> offset. <laughs> look at his smile. His two front teeth are off-centre, so he has one middle tooth. And that's after he's already had a load of dental work done. Like yeah. that, so when you saw him, he's like 18 or 19. I mean, they're, they're, they're not horrendous. They're oh, just no, they're normal. They're, just, they're mid-leveled, but it's you just because you're so used to seeing him with these other teeth, yeah. it's a bit of a like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, because he must have been early. like 16, 17. In that sure. I think he is like seventeen or eighteen. It's yeah. one of his first like major it's films. Like a, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's called Legend. It was made in like nineteen eighty five. It's yeah, just it's a cult a, classic. Yeah, it's a very very old Ridley Scott film. I think it was before Alien or anything. Oh, like it's got to be one of his um, first. And it is so. It's just imagine it was a like Lord of the Rings with a much Mixed smaller with Peter Pan. Yeah, mix of Peter Pan. Or if you've ever seen Willow. Willow, yeah. Something along the same themes. Well, weren't they that. around the same time? Yes. There was Legend Willow and Labyrinth. Yeah. Oh, Labyrinth as Labyrinth. well. And when you watch it back, you can see why Labyrinth wins. Yes. Because from... Uh, David like, Bowie in leggings. David Bowie in leggings, just with his knob on full display. Yeah, and it, they're just and children cares. everywhere. Children everywhere. Puppets. puppets. Yeah, think of that through. So there's David, <laughs> David and, and Bowie. And he's trying to kidnap the children. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. So you got a crazy looking, tr- like... Gender neutral dude. He's like in strangely handsome, but in oh, a, yeah. he's like weird. with makeup on. Yeah, he's like you're really good looking, but I don't know from which of which from which gender. Oh, yeah, from which <laughs> gender. You're somehow a handsome man and a beautiful lady at the same time <laughs> with amazing hair. Yeah, and a amazing brilliant voice. Amazing hair, great voice. Then he's walking around in leggings where you can see his knob surrounded by puppets whilst all the time trying to kidnap a small child and seduce an underage girl. Yeah, it's. It's ropey at best, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's fucking awesome. It's such a good movie. Yeah, I love that film so much. But I also love Legend. I, there's something about that. Hello. Tom, yeah, the little. The Did little you one. say hello? hello? No, I said hello. Yeah, I love that little <laughs> one. And uh, yeah, and Ludo, the big fucking Ludo. Yeah, yeah. Hoggle, yeah. Hoggle, Hoggle. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bugger. He is. Yeah, and the dog riding. What's he called? Sir Lancelot. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like a fox. <laughs> yeah, and he he's rides amazing. the dog. Yeah. It's a dog riding a dog, isn't it, or something? It's a fox riding a dog. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> if you, if the you bog of stench. Yeah. If, if no one's watched this, they'll be like, what the fuck are these You need to watch Labyrinth, then you need to watch Willow. No, no. Watch Labyrinth, then watch Legend, yeah. then watch Willow. Yeah. And, like, you'd, you'd look at, especially, I'd say Labyrinth. No, actually, Legend is the darkest. Of oh, 100%. Because yeah. the so I remember as a kid the witch thing always used to freak me out. Dude, she is scary. She's fucking yeah, scary. But I, that was so prominent in my head that when I watched it like maybe a year or two ago, I was like, oh, that was it's quite a short scene, isn't it? It's yeah, not yeah. Like, it's well, not in it a lot. That's like three minutes, four minutes. In my that, head, that was like a big impact. Yeah, really, because I think I was traumatized by this <laughs> fucking horror. I just remember looking at her and and. I always remember thinking she looks like she's covered in tinned spinach. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's proper. Creepy. It's like trailing off her, and she's trying to eat him. But he's uh, she's um, massive as well. Yeah, she's really big. She's, yeah, and the that portrayal of so he's the 
They call, is he the Prince of Darkness? Is what he's called the Lord of Darkness? But, but he's like the devil, basically. Yeah, he's, he's he, yeah. They don't call him the devil, but, but he's, he's the Lord. He of looks darkness. like yeah. what? It's good. Ver- it's is. light versus dark. Yeah, thing, he's isn't it? he's a big red man with horns. The best representation, in my opinion, of a devil. Oh, one hundred percent. Any movie, still. Yeah, it, it honestly, it's exact. If if hell is a fucking real place and you went there and he turned up, you'd be like, oh shit, yeah, this yeah, is this yeah, is real. That's the one. Whereas like any other representation of him, you'd be like, oh, that's a bit corny. Yeah. He nails the devil. And it's Tim Curry as well, who yeah. you would like. You can't see him in it. No. You, you can like, hear him. The, yeah, there's certain moments with it when he smiles where you're just like, n- once you knew, but if you had to identify. I knew, him, I was trying to look. To yeah. me, he still looks like he should be a big black guy. He's massive. Like jacked as fuck. Yeah. These the the way the but even though he's jacked, horns, like Tim Curry's not jacked. No, no, no. It looks like he's jacked. Yeah. The prosthetics on I it. I thought are, it was a, just a big dude. Yeah. The prosthetics on it are amazing, especially considering this film's fucking nearly forty years old now. Eighty-five. Is yeah. that when it was? Eighty-five. Yeah. yeah. So like thirty-three years old, something like that. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. So I was no, trying to work out some Tom Cruise's age. Thirty-seven. In it. I don't know. It's old. And, uh, yeah, 37 years old, something like that. It, We're in 2022 now. Yeah. So, if God damn, maths is taking a beating today, isn't it? So, it's 30, like, 38, 37 years old. Yeah, 37, yeah, whatever it is. The prosthetics are so good. So good. Like, oh, yeah, you need to watch that film. The, the story's not as great as it could have been. It's, like, a little wishy-washy, but... Yeah, the reason which is so scary is she randomly appears in it. Mm. There's no, there's no like build up, no nothing. Just like they're going for this place, and mm. then all of a sudden, fucking witchy woo. Yeah, and the little pixie that that's on. Yeah, she's, after a bit, him. she's a bit creepy. Yeah, she is Even as well. She's not meant to be. I think she's pretty. They're all a little bit creepy, and the, yeah. the little alcoholic dwarf people. He's hilarious. Yeah. The one with the wine under his hat. Yes, <laughs> but then he. Yeah, I won't really ruin too much of it. But they're they're just good. It's sketchy though. When you watch it back, it's proper. Ske- I can't understand how kids would have watched that. In 1985, because I didn't watch it until... It's a PG, isn't it? It's like well, yeah, I mean, and I didn't watch it well until, like, nearly just before my teens. So mm-hmm. I watched it well after it was got released. Mm-hmm. So, fucking for its time, it must have been really something. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it ever took off, just because... I think it was too dark. Yeah, probably. I don't think it was kid- kid-friendly enough. I'm glad you watched that. Though. Yeah. Do you, do you want to know why we were uh, originally talking about it? It was because we... Well, I actually successfully did a DMT trip. Oh the, yeah, the sponge, the was, sponge. W- was successfully saturated. Fucking needed saturating though. Jesus. I, I did. I, I proper got through some. Yeah. Um, again, still not certain whether it's me and my spongy properties. I think it is partly your spongy properties, partly your girth. Sponge like you need more of the um, the inhibitor, the mm-hmm. MAO. Is what you need more of, but it's always better to err on the side of caution and yeah. edge your way in properly rather than just jump the gun. So that's what we did. Well, yeah. So I, I again, we're not going to necessarily say doses or anything like that, but I had some that should have successfully taken me off, which didn't. Then so, yeah, another yeah. little bit on top of that, which to still food, didn't. Get, yeah, it got me further, and then I wouldn't even count that 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 one though because that was a pure. This probably won't work, but may as well try it before we do the other thing. Yeah. So let's not say you didn't really double dose that. You really essentially had two, two yeah. ones. You had the oral. I had. Oral. Then we had the. Then we went and did the DMT trip. <laughs> no, so you took it orally, and then you got. You were kind of. If we talked about it before, where normal world is like outside on the road. When you experience a little bit of it, you go to the garden gate. Then you go in the garden. Then you get up to the front door, and then you go through the front door. Mm. You got up to the front door. Yeah, but it wouldn't just go. So then we got you through the door. Yes, with um, uh, vapor. I was edition. through the door, but not that far in. 
I was like, I had a great experience. It was brilliant. Really enjoyed every moment of it. And there was points where I was in a bit of a loop and mm-hmm. you pointed out that I was in a loop. And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm okay with that though. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. carry on. And it felt, it felt right. Like I felt like I needed to experience that a little bit more. But it's, it's, all you need is that one moment of reassurance when you're in something, mm-hmm. when you're in that, on that realm or in that realm. And just when you're kind of like questioning something, all you need is a, no, it's good from mm-hmm. anybody else. And your whole trip then just goes calm. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is, you're just like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll stay here for a bit and I'm in control. Yeah. And the overall experience, like, I, I definitely know that I could get uh, considerably deeper in that. I've, but I've, that's just time again, though. Like, yeah. You And you said even you listening to, what's he called? Um, the guy you were listening to. Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna, who's even saying that, yeah, that the first few times, the brain simply is incapable of dealing with all the information that it's shown. Yeah. So the likelihood of you getting into a point where you're able to go and pl- access more of the information. Yeah. It's unlikely until you've had a few times of being in that zone. Yeah, you're almost like too astonished by what's going on which, to really take everything in and, and use it properly as a learning tool. Which is 100% true. And it is, it's, a, it's fucking amazing. And it, it, it's, more, it's so hard to explain when you say it, it's more real than real. Like it's more real than us sat here talking. Yeah. And it's hard to comprehend that. And it's almost like, I feel like now when I've talked to people, I'm like, it's kind of pointless me talking to you about this because (laughs) I remember having these exact conversations with Lex on the other end. And it was completely like, now I've actually done it. I'm like, oh, well, that was just like, that was the most superficial explanation (laughs) of it because you can't explain Yeah, You can't explain it because it's just so much more than what you, you think you can even comprehend. But yeah. it was a it was a really nice experience overall, and it has actually been very helpful for me. I'm glad that I, considering I didn't get all the way in, like I actually managed to take something away that was really useful, and I think oh, that so definitely you went in, dude. You were yeah, yeah I was, you, you were part of the I was, cosmos. I was yeah, for I, a good amount of the time. No, I know, but I know that there was more. Like I still well, felt like I was. You're that that's still in. It's just. You didn't get shifted along the diff- into the different sections of it. You you stuck in the one which was the landing spot. Yeah, I kept trying to remember that there was something beforehand. You kept trying to piece your consciousness back together. Yeah, you yeah. were trying to rebuild Lewis. Yeah, for quite a large percentage of it until you were reminded that you didn't need to, and then yeah. every so often you'd try, you'd stop. Yeah, yeah, that's and it. Then and you'd learn something, then come back, then try and rebuild Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> and it was there was moments where I was just like, oh, I'm Lewis, and I have a gym. And yeah, you literally were saying these things, yeah. yeah it was like, like you were going chink, 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 pulling things back into the It's place. hard to explain that not only did I lose context of me as a person, I lost context of the world, time, Existence. reality, yeah. everything. I was just a pinprick of consciousness in the middle of nothing and everything, which are the same thing. Um, <laughs> that, which you let me know a number Yeah, which times. I did definitely tell you. Yeah. And uh, that was that was all that I had. And then I kept getting these feelings that there was something else, which was like me trying to it was your, piece you back reality. Trying to pull you back to this world. Yeah. yeah. And again, it, was, it wasn't uncomfortable in the slightest. No. Um, the whole thing was very the, the, insightful. One of the, the funny parts of it was how you slowly went from this in and out of trying to understand the cosmos and being everything and nothing and everything again all at once. Mm-hmm. And then just slowly but surely as I pushed you on conversations, yeah. you'd just come back a little more and you'd go off and do something, then you'd come back a little more. And then and then there was just that moment where you went, and you were back and able to converse, but still connected. Yes. And so you would, yeah, but, but then th- that was the benefit of having me there pushing you on questions. Yeah, you guided me. Yeah, and that helped you 
correlate what had happened a little bit more and hold on to a little bit more of the information because it can be overwhelming with just the amount of stuff you show. Yeah. So I think you held on to a lot from your first time really well. Yeah, I, I do as well. And I 100% think that is like almost all down to you asking me the right questions and kind of got like the the little bit of consciousness that was still around was then able to like yeah, still answer it's weird like yeah. you don't really you don't know that you're answering questions you don't because know that you're doing anything sometimes but- you wouldn't even know it was me asking the questions it could it, you would have maybe heard the, it is the universe asking yeah. you something you yeah. know what I mean but yeah, yeah, it, it's very bizarre. It must sound so fucking weird to everyone else who's it's not so, experienced it. Yeah, but it was it was so it was so great to do, and because I was able to guide, and mm-hmm. I thought, and I was, I was happy I was able to do that, and I had the skill set to be able to do it in the right way to keep you nice and calm, enjoy your journey, and take your, something from your time. Yeah, and um, three days later you checked in, and you're like, I'm I'm so good, I'm all good. So yeah, I genuinely really helped. I, the the day after it was definitely the most apparent, but it's something that still carried on. And this is like it's only like four four five days later, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so the the Saturday after, which was the first full day, I don't think I've ever, I can't ever recall just being happy and content all day for no reason other than just because. And yeah. I was just, I just felt content. I I like I've spoke about it before. I'm very harsh on myself, and I'm always like pursuing the next thing and i never really take any time to acknowledge a success i'm always just like that's done what's next and that's just how i've worked for such a long time and i did nothing i did barely anything that day just went to bjj had some brilliant roles had some great conversations it was a really nice day like just didn't achieve much at all did no work i don't i don't even think i checked my emails did nothing And I felt happy and content all day. And then the same on the Sunday. And I really just felt like a, just a little bit of my perspective of just every, like the core of my being. And just like someone's like turned yeah. the dial ever so slightly of the, like. Just adjusted the frequency a little bit. Yeah. And that really allowed me to to breathe mm-hmm. like in a, in a different way. In a, in a way that I didn't even realize how tense or how much tension I was still carrying until yeah. it kind of went. I was like, oh shit, this is it. you can do this? <laughs> I think it's awareness. It's what it brings to you, isn't it? Yeah. Awareness and control. Yeah, it was. And um, also it real. It made me realize how... Uh, I'm not going to go into the exact details of what I learned, but I'll give you kind of the basic gist of, of part of it. Um, and like when... You know, I... Oh, I'll just explain loosely. You do so, that because I need to pee. Okay. And that's going to be a good point for you to just talk. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I kind of have... I've always had this feeling of me not being quite normal. Um, and I suppose that's mainly down to my upbringing. And again, not going into too much detail about that. But I've always felt like, you know, how I was raised and how all my friends were raised, there was always something that was different about me. And I think I carried this feeling of, like, abnormality... Um, with me and I applied that to everything else in life I always felt quite separate from everyone else um, like I had to I had to do things differently because when I do the same thing as everyone else I don't get the same reaction and when I was going into the DMT trip because this is the third time that I've tried and last time you know wasn't that successful because I just couldn't I, I didn't get enough in the first time was semi-successful um, but then took it this time and like an hour had gone by and normally people are kind of within within half an hour they're fucking gone and in my head straight away I was thinking like god is there something wrong with you why is it why is the why is the DMT not working on you why is it taking so long um 
and that was that inner kind of monologue of mine which was me feeling unusual or abnormal and then as the DMT started to kick in and it started to work it proved me proved me wrong it was like yeah you are normal you're just a human same as everyone else mm. you do you know one plus one equals two they get the same result and in me realizing that it almost undid all of that all of the origins of that thought pattern of me being abnormal and how I f- felt pressure to have to work harder than other people to to get the same results so and kind of welcomed you in yeah and and I think it's because I went in with that like frustration at myself and then I got proved wrong and then it started me along that pathway and then I was ah, like ah and yeah. it unraveled all of that because it, it went deeper than that then after yeah, so yeah it went to find out all down to like my, my you know my kind of weird ass childhood and yeah. the, the strange kind of like setup that went around that um which which is good and, and there's a lot of the stuff that I I was aware of that because I'm you know, I'm not an idiot. You can put two and two yeah, together and, yeah, and look course. back at your upbringing. Like, okay, why? Because you know, we're a product of our environment, environment, yeah. and like, I could see it, but I couldn't actually believe it. And then for something just to happen, and then it's like somebody just laid all the cards out on a table and be like, "There you go. That's that's you. That's why you're you." And you be like, "Oh shit! Is it is it that simple?" Yeah. And you can just see it black and white. There's no questions. And yeah, it just something to to give you a perspective shift so instantly is amazing. I've never experienced anything that can instantly just change your perspective. You could go to therapy for fucking years and years yeah. and battle away and be doing mindfulness and positive affirmations and all of these things and still probably not get the same level of a result that you can just do in a fucking <laughs> couple, hours. couple hours, basically. Which And I did a bit more research into it and we were talking about it that... There's a lot of um, research going into DMT combined with therapy yeah. as treatments for um, depression, anxiety, PTSD. Yeah. You said they're actually practicing it now, aren't they? It's actually being yeah. used in a clinical study. Yeah, right and, now. In, and it's in uh, London that they're, yeah. they're doing a lot of this research, and there's like scientists mm. um, that are obviously mapping out what's going on with the brain along with therapists. And uh, yeah, I'm sure the company was called Small Pharma. And if you have a look on Makes YouTube, sense, yeah. um, I knew that they were doing clinical trials with stuff, but I didn't know they were actually able to start really using them long term on people, which yeah. is great. To yeah, hear. well, they're like, they've got stuff of like people, like heroin addicts being cured mm. of addiction in a single use. It's so crazy. And it, the, the only way to describe it is that it shows you what you need to see without any attachment of emotion. Mm. It shows it you as clear as day. This is why you feel this way, and you're like. Oh shit! And then because you know why you feel that way, yeah, you're no longer bound to it, yeah, and because you've got the roots, yeah. And by know we mean literally like you know and believe it fully. It's not oh, like oh yeah, do you know what I mean? It's just it's not like I tell you that you know there's a certain engine in a car and you're like, all right, I know that now. Yeah. No, it's like it's you you've built that, like you, you put built, that engine together like piece by piece. Engine. You know yeah. every, you know the ins and outs of it, and you believe 100 percent everything about it. Yeah, and you. I just I don't know how how you can replicate that. But, and the thing is, is it's it's going. It's, this isn't an ex, this is an exogenous sourcing aspect, but it's a compound which is within ourselves already. Mm. We just are no longer able to access it because we have developed enzymes to break down meats, which 
in line with that also oxidize the dimethyltryptamine, which is in our environment and in our food that we eat. Mm -hmm. So I truly believe there was a time where we were way more connected to all of this and connected to the earth because it was within our diet. And I think we were most of the time like semi-tripping, tripping like on the microdosing all day, every day through our diet. Mm. And then we something happened, a cataclysmic occurrence, where we then had to turn to killing more of the other species that yeah. we were surrounded by to survive. And we moved off the land and into hunting more. And then that almost pulled us out of from Mother Earth, mm. in essence, and separated us from everything else on the planet. We're no longer so much in tune. We're not in with them. We're kind of off to the side. Yeah, um, And this is... And if you, and there's no way of explaining it, but this is how you truly feel when it you. Sound, when yeah, you do, it sounds like such hippie bullshit. It and does. Like, and I, you couldn't have, you couldn't have told me this shit like five or so years ago. Yeah, you know like, what I mean, it's just well, I same. Like, I, I, I like try to be open to as much stuff as possible, and I trust you and your experiences and things that you told me. But like deep inside, I, I felt like I was just like. Ah. Can't be that. It's can't be that deep. Crap, yeah. It can't be that deep. Yeah, like not even. But not you can see now why hippies who, without the education of what we know now in terms of mindfulness, yoga, and all these things, and how meditation has a real beneficial um, medical implementation for things, you mm. know, and that yoga can help strengthen. You know, otherwise, people are told that they would never walk or do these things again, and they prove people wrong with simple practices of yoga. With all that now, and then this information given on top, we we can kind of dissect it and utilize it whereas the hippies in a the time they were just hitting that shit and being like whoa yeah the alien dude told me this bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know which exposed to some you know which is what happens but they i don't i just think the way that they portrayed it it was so beautiful and it's so emotionally charging that they just went forward with that and everyone was like whoa back what calm down mate mm. you know but now you've got scientists and uh, medical practitioners and high level um psychologists all getting involved now with, with the processes that this involves yeah. and, and saying, no, this is a legitimate pathway for the mind to work within yeah. to help us get better, cure things and learn more. Yeah. The, one of the analogies that I saw on the, the videos when they were talking about it, the, you know, the experimental treatments were, was that basically when, when you go to therapy, when you see somebody they're tr they're trying to plant new seeds, um, you know, give you new ideas, new perspectives on how to look at things. Um, but then the DMT beforehand is like plowing the field before you plant the seeds. And it does, you know, give you a much cleaner slate to start off of. And uh, that's genuinely kind of how it felt. And I think if you just went in and just like, if I wasn't speaking to you, I just went off and took some DMT and just had a, had a random trip with no expectations. Cool and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like you have to like go in with intent and then also you've got to, like you said, you've got to actually practice what you've learned. And um, Oh, yeah, like, don't get us wrong. If you do this and you have a great experience, but then don't integrate it into your life. Don't take the teachings and start grinding them into your daily activities. Mm. It won't take hold. You're, 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 it's like if you've fucked up a muscle on your body because of a bad action, a bad mode of action, then you go get it worked out by a nice masseuse and a physio and they stretch you out and put it back where it needs to be and you're like, ah, oh, that feels great. Then you go back to your bad mode of action, mm -hmm. you're going to tighten that muscle and fuck it back up again. Yeah. You have to change the mode of action after the treatment. Yeah. And this is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it's true, not just with that. I mean, there's the whole thing of, you know, like LSD and mushrooms where people have been microdosing and using with people with mental issues for many years now. Yeah, yeah. I think um, LSD Which is why used. I thought it was a bit weird we hadn't seen DMT up to this point, but... Now we are. Yeah. Ketamine and as well. Ketamine. Uh, for anxiety, stress, and um, some kind. I think, I don't know if they're using ketamine for kind of um, dissociative disorders or not. 
I feel like there was something to do with schizophrenia or something. Maybe. I feel like there was. But that, I mean, there's a lot of studies on those that are actually being published that you can research if you go on PubMed and you look into all these things. Um, it's just a good eye-opening tool. We're not saying go and try and do anything like that. It's just to show you that there are ways that this has shown us, that, especially for you, if you find the root cause, the real fucking root cause of an emotion that is starting to dictate the way you live, you can change the way you live. Because often you are feeling a certain way and you have attitudes aligned to a certain feeling, but you don't actually know why you ever really have that feeling or why it's always yeah. there. And you're constantly searching for something new to fix what is actually old. Yeah. Um, and so it's looking with, what we're trying to say is you need to look within. Yeah. And yeah, you don't need to go and do, the, you know, psychedelics and all things like that or take anything. You can start with mindfulness and meditation and practicing um, good daily habits. So all these things all culminate together to create a great result i feel like um having a, a dmt experience has almost validated the importance of things like mindfulness and meditation yeah. like because that's almost you're almost like just tickling the the same kind of area like you're trying to well, get you're trying to deep meditation releases uh dami thought you mean and um, what well, there's a type of yoga as well that's people always talk about that's meant to like Oh like, yeah, Vikram so, yoga. Vikram yoga. Is that the one? Hold on. Or is that the dude that just molested loads of people? I was going to say that one, but the guy who molested people. <laughs> is, uh, there is one, and it's the one that uh, Russell uh, Brand Russell does. Brand, yes. He does a lot of it, whatever the hell that one is. I was it's watching like, a Russell Brand. There's hot yoga actually. as well, isn't there? There's, yeah. There's been one. Yeah, there is one but that is basically really can like... Deep, deep meditation one. Yeah, I don't... No idea how it works or anything like that, but yeah, I did see something and Russell Brand was talking, talking about Yeah, that. well, even um, Sad Guru, if you listen to him on um, Joe Rogan, mm. he's a massive one for meditating. He said that he was meditating for about two days straight or something, and there was a singular moment during that meditation where his whole body started to drip. Every cell of his body began to drip with ecstasy mm. and absolute bliss and love and everything. And he said there were just tears streaming down his face. And um, he thought it lasted like 10, 15 minutes or something, this feeling, and it was four hours it went on for. Um, and But he'd been meditating for so long up to that point, I just think he just saturated himself yeah. with, uh, with the DMT, with wow. the methotrypting, because that's what you create when you're doing it. Alongside, obviously, probably his other hormones were all elevated and everything else, yeah. and his There's mindset was in place. A lot going on. And yeah, yeah, if anything, it really does, like, if you're meditating and you expect something to magically happen after one session no. of meditation. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You've got to, it's a skill that you pick up over time and it's and it's almost like a practice that you never actually can ever perfect. Here's my first meditation. Let's tell me if this was what yours was. Okay. Sat in the meditation. Right, right let's get ready. Yeah. First off, it hurt to just sit there. Yeah. And I can't, loads of my time was spent trying to pull my stomach in and stop my shoulders flopping mm. and then realizing that my head was really far forward and I need to tuck my chin in. So then I was sitting upright and feeling like, oh shit, I never sit like this. Yeah. Oh, this hurts. And then I'm realizing, oh, I'm thinking about exactly what I'm sitting and feeling and all that. I'm not doing any meditating at all. I'm supposed to have a quiet mind. Okay, quiet mind, quiet mind. As soon as I quiet my mind, I'd hear car, bird. Oh, damn it. I'm thinking about noises. Oh, now I'm thinking about thinking about the noises. And yeah. this is my just train of thought. I couldn't silence anything. Mm. And, and I came out of it thinking like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but that's actually, is that, what was yours like? Pretty much the same. I, the first time oh, I and meditated. black and gold from behind the eyelids as yeah, well. Yeah, so I was just I, like. I didn't see any pure blackness. It was literally like, because I was out in the sun. Yeah, I was just out in the, the sun. You know that like moving gold and black behind yeah. the eyelids look all, yeah. all the way through. So I, my first experience was when I was still working out on the road. And this was, I don't know, six, seven years ago, maybe. And I had a friend who, a friend from school, and he 
had just been living in Thailand. He'd been living in Thailand for a year or two. And he came back and he came to work, do a bit of work with me. And he was telling me about like meditation. I was like, oh, can you, can you show me how to meditate? I've, I've heard of it. I don't know yeah. how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And like he basically explained it when we went, we just sat, we were in this field. Um, oh, I've got a story for this afternoon. And uh, yeah, we sat there and he just ex- explained, just like, you try and clear your mind. Things are going to pop in. Just ignore them. Try and push, brush them aside, and clear your mind. You said you're going to lose. You're not. You're not. If you're thinking about this in winning and losing terms, you're going to lose. You're not going to have a clear mind. But the goal is, as a thought comes in, push it away, and and just sit and breathe. And yeah. I just had like I think we had like a ten or a fifteen minute timer. Yeah, normal. Um, yeah. And it was just silent. There was just trees, birds. Very nice, to be fair. And yeah, sat down. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a bit uncomfortable." I was like, "My ass cheeks are going a bit numb here. I don't like it when my legs cross." Because oh, I, I was this, yeah. I was more focused on posture, whereas yeah. now I don't actually always think about making sure I'm sat on the floor or whatever else. I sit where it's comfortable. But um, yeah, this is hurting. And then the like I'd be start then I'd start to think about the the job that I was doing a little bit. And I was like, "Oh shit, no, hold on, I'm not meant to be thinking about that." Trying to organize clear, day. Yeah, yeah. So I clear clear my head, empty my head. Okay, all right, my head is now empty. Or is it empty because I'm thinking about this? Does this count? Am I, am I doing like hold on a minute? How do you actually empty it? There's always something going on in your head, and you're like, "Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter." Okay, I'm going to think about, I'm thinking, thinking about nothing, 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 nothing. Okay, this is a word though. Words. How do you not have words in your head? And like this, this is, is, but this is the journey of meditation. On. And so, if you first start, this is exactly how you're going to be, and it's going to feel daft, it's going to feel silly. But over time, it's like the lesson. Like when you went in for your trip, it's the lesson. You landed on that landing spot, mm. and you had to deal with all the overwhelming stuff that was there that you'd never seen before and experienced. But the next time you go back to that landing spot, you're like, okay, now which spot do I want to go to next? Because yeah. you're now aware of where you are. You're like, oh, I've been here before. And it's the same with the meditation. You get to that point of being like a bit, and you're like, oh, I've been here before. Okay, let's. And then you won't go through the rigmarole of naming nothing is nothing a word and nothing this this you skip that and you get to the next little bit and it does that and so on and so forth but you've got to stay with it it's got to be a daily thing it's got to be consistent and that's that's meditation it's not this thing that you sit there and suddenly become this enlightened being in like a week's time because you've sat with your legs crossed and you maybe bought some baggy pants you've got so comfy (laughs) (laughs) uh, do they help yeah no not even a little bit no they're just cool to walk around yeah everyone loves those purple pants yeah i do like them i would i'd like some baggy pants everyone's like where'd you get those from like any hippie shop ever (laughs) like 30 odd quid they're really well made though yeah yeah, and I feel like you're probably more likely to be helping a small company or cause buying that stuff. Yeah. So I doubt they're like buying them from China. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's this is the thing with meditation. So don't don't let the silliness stop you from carrying it forward uh, because it really, really does help. And eventually you learn to quiet in the mind. And it's not even that you're seeing nothing. It's just the fact that when a thought comes in, you can register it, accept it, acknowledge it but then you push it aside and you don't let it grow yeah. and i think pushing aside is a bad thing it's just like you you look at it and you go okay done with that yeah and i literally yeah, you just leave it where it was yeah you leave it and, like, and i was doing something when i was in meditation the other day i was thinking through all that you said with your work stuff i gotta get done stuff i got done and then it was uh, also oh it's the dent uh, someone dinged my car door mm-hmm. i was pissed off and just like you know what if this is gonna happen what if that's what if i can't get it fixed what if i want to get it resprayed and all this was happening and then i sat there and went in my own head in the middle of meditation went well, when you're done meditating, you'll make a call to somebody and you'll find out what'll happen once they come and had a look. And until they come and had a look, there's no point in worrying, is there? Mm-hmm. And so I almost learned a little bit of dealing with that thought process and managed to dial it down and calm myself and do it. Now, that could be anything about something else. Mad with a partner, mad with your kids, mad with your job. 
you can do all these things and you just get to a point where, well, there's no point worrying until we get to this bit. And even then we won't worry, we just deal with what we're told. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, you do get those moments of nothing occasionally and they're, they're, they're brief. And then afterwards you're just like, oh my God, yeah. I had nothing in my head then. How yeah. long was that? Was that a minute? Was that, yeah. was yeah. that 10 seconds? I don't know because there was nothing I get there. a bit floaty when it happens. Yeah. Like I almost get a tunnel in front of me. Yeah. And then it feels like I'm swaying. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's quite. It's. But I've watched the video. And I'm not strangely euphoric. I guess. Yeah, it with is. that like emptiness, and it's really. Now imagine hard. if you were like a master of getting to yeah. that level. You, yeah, you could do that and hold that for like longer periods of time. That imagine pretty... coming out after doing twenty minutes of feeling like that. You'd be like a god. Mm-hmm. It would. I imagine be like just, be just doing these like, like trips, newly basically. born. Yeah, just tripping every day. Yeah. just off your own. Just, but that is it. High off your what, own supply. It's essentially, what you're doing. Yeah. High off your own supply. Mm. To quote Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. All this breathing and everything. I just realised the original reason that we tangented from the tangent of the other tangent. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> we said about while we were talking about legend and there was a, oh, yeah. a moment in my trip where there was something dark and it, again this wasn't even that negative but i was aware that there was like something ominous yeah um and i was it was everything was pitch black and but i felt like i was in a subterranean layer yeah like it it, it felt almost you know like in like lord of the rings a dwarven like it was massive this colossal Castle room kind of with base. like pillars but it felt very oppressive it felt like it was underground yeah um but it was everything was pitch black and the only reason i could see like what felt like maybe walls was these like pinpricks of color that were just dotted around which was able to give me like a silhouette of things and there was this off to the the you know the left hand side of me there was this face um which i've showed lex like a picture of um but it it semi reminded me of the devil from uh, from legend because there's a scene in it where he's all black it's in like a shadow and that he, is not in the movie or is it a cut that scene is, that is a, a, that's an what do you call them a edited scene it was removed it was a yeah, deleted, like a deleted scene, scene. Deleted scene. yeah I thought it was a special yeah, feature because that is actually the beginning of the movie yes. and they obviously chose not to show him at the very beginning because you don't see him until right towards the end yeah yeah because yeah, they keep close ups and stuff you don't literally they? don't see him until right near the end yeah so um yeah, I, th- I thought I'd seen that anyway. And basically there's a scene where he's all black and his eyes are glowing. And it was similar to this face thing that I was seeing. And I knew I knew that it was a, a negative thing that was in that area. But I wasn't bothered by being there. And I, I knew, it felt like I was in a doorway and I could have stepped out of that room almost. But I didn't and I, I was curious by what was in there and why that thing was making me feel uncomfortable and i remember mm. feeling like i was leaning into it to try and like because it was so dark i felt like i was like looking around yeah. um i don't remember how that part ended though like it just felt like i was then all of a sudden yeah, i've forgotten just... about it and then it was somewhere else and i yeah. couldn't really remember it until looking back huh. but uh yeah so and then I, I, I explained that to lex and then told him told him about the devil thing and you're like i don't remember that from the film and then i was like i've seen it i know it's a thing <laughs> yeah. and then yeah found that it was a special features yeah god knows why i can remember random special features really scenes from have a crazy 35 year old stuff. films yeah <laughs> yeah and then found it yeah yeah that was a heck of a time mm-hmm. yeah so we've had a good old uh good week it's been very good oh i've got an interesting one actually i'll tell you that at the end well so oh, i was gonna tell you the story about the the thing so yusuf came um, Joe, who I did the fight videos with, and he's mm-hmm. super into his meditating and, and all that kind of stuff. I did the same as you. I said, saying, well, you, can we do some meditation together? Because he's really good at it. He was like, yeah. We did the same, went out into a field yeah. near here and just sat in the middle of this field. And what it did for me was, it showed me how unawkward he was with this whole process. He just was like, sat there, chilled, happy, like, cool. 
let's go. And he set a timer and then he just was like there. I was like, look, he doesn't feel awkward. He doesn't feel judged. Nothing. He's just fucking doing it. He's just sat there doing yeah. nothing. And it made me do this to be like, yeah, this isn't fucking hippy dippy stuff. Like, just fucking have a go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially fucking Yusuf doing that. Well, Yusuf like, can tear your head off. Fucking kill you. He's, he's literally a fighter. Yeah. yeah. He'll literally just you know, but, ping it, your nose around the other side of your head. <laughs> yeah, li- yeah. Literally. So, uh, yeah. I think as well that that's the, you know, the, the confidence in it because it does it does require a bit of mm. self belief self confidence yeah to go for it mm. but, uh, it is it's an it's an interesting thing I do think meditation is something that is we harp really on about it, but please start if you haven't mm. it's and it is it's a it's not easy and it sounds theoretically sit and do nothing. That yeah. should be the easiest thing in the world, yeah. but somehow it's one of the most challenging yeah. things to actually do. <laughs> That's very true. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely worth it. It's worth trying, and some people... I know some people that have taken to it and like picked it up really quickly. But don't I don't, know. don't just try once. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, I've, I've tried... So I'm not the most consistent. I've probably done maybe a whole month yeah. of doing it every single day. Um, That's probably the most consistent I've been. And I would only have a handful of those sessions, maybe out of 30 days of doing it every day. I might have half of them that were semi-successful for moments. Yeah. And then half of them were probably like not that successful, but I was trying. And but you still feel great for getting yeah, it you done. Still, and yeah. you still do have a feeling of, ele- of uh, elevation when you come out of it regardless. Yeah. yeah. Only If it's only for the fact that you committed to putting the time in. Yeah, that's it. A lot of the time, you're just like, well, I, I tried and I'll be a little bit better next time. Yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes the next time you go in and you actually like find these little moments of peace. And I think now, like, modern, the modern world, bombarded by bullshit on your phone. And from the moment you wake up, people put their face in their fucking phone. Yeah. yeah, there's just so much shit now. There really isn't much, there isn't much chance to catch your breath and really have nothing. Yeah. And uh, I think, again, like going on holiday, having, having, your phone away from you, uh, going camping, getting out, just or like going out for a walk and leaving your fucking phone at home. I did that the other day. Like, Went out for a walk, no phone on me, nothing, just enjoyed time there. And what I found mostly is my mind didn't wander back to wanting to take a video or mm. do something because I knew I couldn't. Yeah. I was just able to be enjoying it. Yeah. And it was a little bit hard because the moment's like, oh, that would make a great photo. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, well, why don't you just enjoy it with your eyes? Yeah, yeah, so especially for you, you're you're always thinking about content. That's yeah. like... I also enjoy taking photos and editing them as well, though. Yeah. But sometimes I try and see it too much through the lens. Yeah, and also it turns it into work. And although yeah. you enjoy it, like you, we, you, I enjoy my job, you enjoy your job, but it's still work. Yeah. It still takes something out of us. Is that how we would react if we didn't have to do that to make a living? Yeah, true. Probably not. Mm. So... With that in mind, I've got a surprise that uh, let me up. I always like to make a good old racket. Oh, I just realised so, as well. You know, so this podcast, I yeah, go on. I think this podcast. So, we've, so this one's going to be out on the, this one's going to be out on the second. Yeah, no, yeah, it'll be out on the second. So this podcast is the last podcast where you're going to hear me when I'm going to be in my twenties. Yeah, I'm going to be 30 years old yeah. on the next podcast. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all downhill from here. No, I'm, I'm sem- right. semi-depressed about All it, downhill from here, to me, is great. Yeah, see, I don't know. Downhill is the best part. Downhill, uphill, whichever the it's, one's a shit one. 
all uphill should be the saying. It's all uphill for See, me. See, but it could go either way. I, I, I disagree with I don't like this saying because it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. So I got a little surprise. So this is part and parcel of um, some of our followers putting them on to us. Mm-hmm. But there's a guy called Sam Neath. And he is basically, his, he has a, he's a CEO of Zenful Men. I know somebody, Mary, messaged me about him. Yeah. I, I, I said yeah. I was going to talk to you about it today, actually. He's going to come on in June. Oh, sweet. He's going to be on the podcast. Sweet. So he's going to come down. He's going to do the podcast with us. Maybe do, I might do some videos in for my YouTube on the day after and stuff. Or we just might plan to go do something cool together. Awesome. So that is going to be occurring in June because I'm away now. And then we've got guests on through the back end of uh, May. And yeah. then he's in Bali and Singapore until the back end of May. So he, he's, it'll be beginning of June. We get him on. That's pretty cool. But we're starting to... Pick up the guest spots. Yes. Are carrying forward. Well, because we, we mentioned in the last one, didn't we, about let, let us know if there's anyone who you want to, you, you want us to yeah. try and speak to, or even if it's not a specific person, if there's areas that you want us to try and dig into, whether it yeah. be like business or something yeah. like that, whether whether we can get people on that are more focused around like literal, or like legal structure of businesses yeah. and how you get started from, you know, we've got experience in that, but ours is quite specific to our industry, mm. I guess, or... Yeah, and again, it's anecdotal. It's not like we aren't. This isn't. Um, we're not like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is that role like a a business advisor, I suppose. The there's well, there's, you can get people like that okay, who are um, yeah, kind of mentors and stuff like that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. There's there's loads of kind of things in that space. So yeah, keep keep so, giving yeah. us more information and more ideas because it is fun to to get other guests on. It's really interesting to get that dynamic together. Yeah. We are also working through stuff with the um the Crewcast event. I know a lot of people have messaged in. There was like several people that were just like, "I've been listening since day one. You've got to let me." I'm <laughs> thinking it's not fair otherwise. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. And um so obviously we've said that it, it's gonna. We are gonna keep it limited. We're gonna keep it kind of on the on the smaller scale because we want it to be something special. And yeah, we if, want to be able to uh, to be basically really connected throughout the whole thing to, yeah. to everyone who's there. Yeah. So we'll we are just gonna we'll announce in advance when there's gonna be tickets available, what the yeah. time we're gonna release, um, and then it'll just kind of go from there. So it is gonna have to be like a first come first serve, but we'll give you plenty of time. So if you want it, you can. Yeah. Get in and get in and grab them. Um, we aren't going to be doing it with accommodation as we we thought about beforehand. It's just easier um, to let the people. Yeah, it's just easier because we some of the people are very local. Some of the people that message are very local, so they they said that oh, if I was going to come, I'd just be able to get my partner to pick me up. Yeah. Or some people were like, I can just sort some accommodation, this that, and the other. So we're just going to sort our bit. You just figure out where you're going to stop within the area yeah. which i think is the easiest way of doing it to be yeah, honest there's bits and bobs of places to stay as well yeah so especially in advance yeah so we're working some stuff out and then we'll get back to everyone with a price and then we can we can uh get it all sorted but it's we're pr- it's gonna be under 100 quid um we're trying to basically make it as as good as possible in terms of value and time and want to yeah. want you guys to be able to spend time with us it's going to include being able to train with us at the gym yeah, and then we'll get food in, food, drinks, yeah, smokes, yeah, all the good stuff, yeah, and uh, yeah, meeting with some of the guests who we've had on, doing some like live Q and A stuff with them, just be really interesting to to bring everyone together. Yeah, be fun. Mm, I'm excited for it. So we're coming into the back end of this podcast now. So I think we want to touch on because you've been 
having it recently and obviously you <laughs> said that you know it helped having that separation and doing the, and we've talked about meditation but dealing with stress in any form but not whether it be work or family relationship so ways of dealing with stress that you find useful someone could in, you know we have taught obviously you've got so we've told you about the meditation as one but other ones yeah stress is a stress is a real tough one because it's really consuming isn't it and mm. i think one of the easiest ways to um and sometimes easier said than done to get out of that stressful feeling is to remove yourself from the stressful environment so if you are stressed at work obviously you can't just be like fuck these guys i'm <laughs> out of here but when you go home do your best to like if you if you're one of them people that just goes work home work home work home that's that's all most probably. break it break it up a little bit on your fucking if you you know if you work in some offices drive driving home the weather's getting nice now find a field fucking go for a walk go and take half an hour just go out for a walk or straight whatever you gym. enjoy yeah go straight to the gym go to the go to the local shopping center and just go and have a look around the shops if that's something you enjoy yeah. book a massage just environment is something that is mass massively impactful on yeah. on your stress levels if you can change the environment that you're in and ideally have some distractions there which is almost in a sense sometimes a walk isn't the best because because it's almost too peaceful so if you're somebody who is very anxious or very stressed what's their mind taking off yeah yeah, you, yeah your mind might Go watch still be ruminating on Go to the cinema yeah cinema yeah you, you, all you'll be thinking all you'll be yeah. thinking about is what's happening on that fucking yeah. massive 20 meter screen yeah. Plan it in there so you know you've got to look forward to. But one of the things is if you are going from, like you said, if it's, let's take work as an example, a stressful place of work or just your stress in general, and you go straight back home to other people, you're going to carry that stress through and put it on them. You're then going to cause a negative relationship with them through this stress that is not nothing to do with them. No. But because with human nature people have things they want to talk to you about that are usually problematic or they just want to talk and discuss things but if you're all consumed with what's going on with you and you're just like oh don't bother me now with that mm. you're putting on a negative you're putting out a negative vibe towards those people and that's going to cause more tension between you and them it's not actually going to help that relationship it's going to harden it mm. so by separating and finding but and this is what we're talking about by finding the root of the stress so you could be having a bad relationship with your partner or your kids or your family who you're living with you know mum dad whatever yeah. because of the work stress and you remove the work stress you find out oh shit there, there was nothing to do with them it was all the root cause of it was this problem at work yeah and this is why we talk about trying to you know center yourself and find what it is that's really truly causing the problems it could be something as simple as if you know if you're on a time crunch and you can't you've got to get home for childcare or whatever else just put in some music that really makes you happy on on the yeah. drive home. Or listen to some Alan Watts. Yeah. Or just, listen to some Jordan Peterson. Yeah, just something that you find helps occupy your brain. Listening to a listening to a, a book, whether you know when you're a kid, you know you don't fucking read anymore because you don't have time or whatever it'd be. Yeah. But you used to like Harry Potter, so get the Harry Potter audiobooks and listen to twenty minutes of that while you're driving, yeah. and then just just get a break from your own brain for a little bit and, and uh, having that having that distraction in one shape or another is fucking really helpful massively helpful and also the the time anything that creates kind of a buffer between that leaving a place in a stressful state and getting to your next spot mm. anything that that dulls that emotion by the time you get to the next spot it can be a little bit more open a little bit fresher a little bit more new a little bit, a bit more of a new you by the time you land at the next spot that should be your goal now a real simple one if you are like to say time constraints is really simple and you just do this right now you can do it as well you sit there and you just breathe in for five seconds so breathe 
I'm going to hold for five seconds. Three, four, five. I'm going to exhale for five seconds. And you just hold that exhale. Three, two, one. And you just repeat that. You do that for two or three minutes, I guarantee everything will start to come down. All your levels will start to come. You might even get, I've got goosebumps up. Mm -hmm. You will feel so much better. Whenever you hit a moment in the day, anything stressful, something's overwhelming, five in, hold, five out, hold. Just do it for five minutes. I guarantee you'll feel better straight away. Yeah, learning to control your breathing is something that is a really useful tool. Because um, if you think about it, when people do get stressed and anxious, you can physically see their breath gets shorter, it's sharper, it's all up in the upper chest. Like, yeah. It's, you know, very uh, short breaths, isn't yeah. it? And Agitated. Yeah, and then when... And you know, when you're asleep, when have you ever seen anyone asleep? They they breathe quite deeply. They breathe very slowly until they have a nightmare, and then it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, not only does your stress affect your breathing, your breathing affects your stress. Yeah, and there it's a it's a two way street. <laughs> yeah. So if you're stressed and you can't control the stress, but you can control your breathing, they will have yeah. an effect on each other. Um, exactly. Things like Wim Hof breathing, stuff like that. Yeah. He's got loads of brilliant instructionals on YouTube. He's a crazy Dutch bastard who's freaking awesome. And he's for like, E. coli with just the power of breath. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I like listening to him just because I think it, I think his accent's funny, if I'm honest. Yeah, it but, uh, cool, And I do really like his, his breathing things. And I have some of them, and they're just like, fully in, letting go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's like, <laughs> and it's just him just like walking you through breathing yeah. and he'll be there like getting a breath hold <laughs> and uh yeah so you'll do like some of the Wim Hof breathing and it's brilliant I think uh controlling your breathing changing your environment I think those are two breaking up that routine of stress yeah. breaking up the routine of carrying the stress through to your next spot carrying it through your day carrying it through into the evening the, there's something that I can't remember the details on but Brendan Brashord who He's got like high performance. He's a high performance coach, um, and there's something that he used to do about. I can't remember. He would have these like transitional moments, basically, when he was going from one meeting to another, or one room to another, or what you know, from his car yeah. to you know, uh, get a coffee with a client or whatever it was. He would have like ten seconds where he would like do a little mental exercise of like what's it called Brendan Brashard. Brendan Rashard. Brashard. Brush. Rashard. Brashard. Brashard. Maybe. Google. High, per high performance coach. He's got a book called High Performance Habits. He's worked with like Oprah and Obama and stuff like that. Mm, um, Bashard. Brendan Bashard. Brendan Bruchard. Bruchard. That's it. Bruchard. So it's Brendan Bruchard. Brendan and then Bruchard. B R O U C H A R D. And uh, he ha it's like almost like how I, rem I don't remember all the details because it's been a couple of years since i've read the book but it was almost like he was treating those little moments in between as like a checkpoint in a game like he was like right okay this is time for a little reset this is somewhere i can go back to just reset your breathing reset your mind whatever i'm going into now yeah. i'm a blank slate it's nothing to just find there quickly googling no. but i think you're you hit the nail on the head when you said you you can't control the stress you can't control this whatever it is but you can control the breathing mm. focus on what you can control and that that is through every day all day every day mm -hmm. look for the good go towards the good whatever's fucking bad listen it's fucking bad that's happened whatever okay what can we do fuck the can'ts fuck the couldn'ts what what can we do 
Where can we go and what's good? What has happened that's good? What can we chase? Those are all the things that you should be looking at through the day. Don't focus on the negatives because you can't control what has happened and what's come, what's come and gone. It's happened. It's done. Yeah. So focus forward and like and control what you can and focus on that control. And then you'll be able to build and it doesn't have to be big. It can be as small as just your breathing. Then you start to control your timing of your day. Then you start to control the whole of the day in terms of what you want it to go like. And then slowly it builds through you. You know, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And you also saying about the uh, how it carries over from, you know, you, you bring that stress home with you and then that will transfer onto your partner or yeah. your family or whoever you it is. You project it onto them, Yeah, you, you? you do, mm. and they're going to pick up on that negativity. One thing I really think is something that people that people should be mindful of is how, especially I think in relationships like, you know, your, your significant other, how things can habituate over time. You can, you can fall into these habits with your relationship. And if you're not mindful of what you do repeatedly, that's going to be a habit. If you consistently come home stressed and you consistently take that out on your partner, not, you know, not meaning deliberately not, yeah. taking it out, but, but you know, if you're, if you're negative towards yeah. them because of it, that's going to stick around even when that stress is gone. Because now, what do you do daily? Oh, I'll come home. I'll argue with the partner because I don't You've want come to talk ready, to me. Come home ready for her to have a, or him to have an issue with something that's happened in the house or something at their work that you don't want to hear about. And yeah. You start creating just this. Before you even walk through the door, you're like, oh, fucking here we go. Yeah, and, you know? you, and you've built that over time. Yeah. And I've fell into this habit. I'm sure everyone's probably, loads. everyone's done it. Yeah. And you'll, you'll build these negative habits and it's so much hard work to then wipe that, Wipe that slate clean again and yeah. be like, okay, how am I going to go in without all... Because you've got all these negative connotations now because you, you've... Do you know what I mean? Imagine if every day you walked into the gym, loaded up 200 kilos on bench press and dropped it on your chest. Yeah, every like, every first, every, first exercise every day. That's yeah, what that's, that's what you do. And yeah. then you're, you're turning up to the gym and then you're actually only going to put like 140 kilos on there. But you, you're just like... You're dreading it already because you're just like, oh, I know how this goes. It sucks. You're going to feel the same stress and anxiety because you're like, oh, I'm going in. I'm going to have something fucking land on my chest. It's going to suck. Yeah. And you, you've just built that habit. And then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You think it's going to happen, that so You wouldn't do it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't continue going to the gym, dropping 200 kilos on your chest. You'd be like, well, that's stupid. It hurt and it gave me no good feelings. Mm. Yet we do that with the emotional side of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Repeat the same over and over and over. Yeah. <gasps> Have you been watching the Johnny Depp? I'm watching more of it's it since live. You can watch it live. It's on right now. Like, <laughs> like this podcast, just we're gonna go and watch back. it. Sorry, guys. Like, we're turning the podcast off so we can watch. It's literally you can sit, look live in the court. Like it's right here. Look, we have a- that's a court going on right now. And I sat and found this yesterday. I found it yesterday, mm-hmm. and I caught the last hour of it. I was engrossed. Yeah, Johnny Depp was on the stand. Yeah, I was like fanboying whilst I was watching his court case. He's so kind of just... He's calm and collected, isn't he? He's super deep. Mm. Every answer he gives, he wants to almost give you a book's worth. Yeah. yeah. You can see what he's like as a human. Can you remember I said this the other day, and you could say everything... When he got asked a question, he stopped and he thought about it, and he made sure that he... he but not in a calculated way. No, more just he was in, just very mindful of everything yeah. he was saying, and he, he wanted to... He wanted to to explain everything and like I said it didn't come across as being calculated he wasn't there like thinking hmm what's the best yeah, no. answer it was just everything was 
at a pace that was reasonable. Yeah. He's not anxious. He's not rushing. And like, there was a feeling of quite of lightness to him. Like he mm. didn't, he didn't seem depressed. He was like, you know, there's loads of clips of. You him. can see he's separated from the issues now. Yeah, there's he's- loads of clips of him like almost making little jokes and you can hear like the, yeah. the jury are laughing and yeah. it's like he's not cracking a joke but he said something that's like a real honest innocent thing to say right. he's making a joke of something that is is he's basically playful with how stupid something is yeah so he'll make a little joke like he doesn't want about hearsay because her judge was being retarded oh. uh, her uh, barristers she's going back lawyers yeah her lawyers are oh, about so hearsay, fucking dumb they're so dumb what do you see her <laughs> her lawyer the other day objected to his own question yeah <laughs> he objected he went objection hearsay and the judge went you asked the question <laughs> yeah yeah and everyone in the court was like <laughs> honestly they're, they're, it's, it's so bad so bad but is is johnny suing her she's just counter suing him suing her yeah yeah he's, he's suing, suing her for 50 her. million for defamation of character yeah um and she is awful yeah. she is a horrible they're bringing up recordings and everything she is number one has the relationship um mental age of a 15 year old mm-hmm. She's. She literally says because he's like he's trying to walk away from an argument with her that she will literally die if he walks away. She says this. Yeah. She goes, "You are literally killing me. You are killing me." Yeah. Like it's just like, oh my god, I remember that when I was like fifteen, and you know, there's yeah. an emotional wreck of estrogen. Yeah, and he, he was saying in one of them, he's just like, "You followed me through five rooms as I was trying yeah. to get away from this argument," and she was like, "You can't just run away from the argument." So I was like, "I could feel things building to a point where the, there wasn't any control." Yeah. So I was trying to just get away for a little bit, let things set so we can talk because we can't resolve the problem when things are getting that emotional things were getting too heated yeah. so i tried to remove myself but you kept chasing me but he doesn't just walk me. off in the recordings he literally says to her i'm going to take my leave now yeah and we're going to come back in a few hours and we'll talk and then yeah. she starts bawling you guy keep doing this he's literally trying to be as diplomatic as possible on a fucking recording yeah that i think she's recorded to try and catch him out yeah yeah and it all just looks bad on her she is awful and like i think we spoke about it on the last podcast about the um one where she's like was hitting him and then he was like complaining about basically getting punched and she was like don't i didn't punch you just because i didn't hit you with a perfectly open hand it wasn't a punch i just hit. it wasn't like i decked you yeah yeah and then he was just like don't tell me what it's like to be punched (laughs) i know what it's like you're doing it to me yeah and there's the ones where she's throwing like and chops his fucking finger off with a bowl so there's a vodka bottle that's smashed yeah and i assume that she's probably he's probably had his hand or something and she's smashed his hand with the bottle in it Mm. something like that i think she threw threw a bottle at him it took is that well they didn't they didn't in the court that they were in they were saying that there was no it was all hearsay what happened there was no proof or whatever but he literally lost his full fingertip his um i don't know what you call him his house master the guy looking after the property and everything the guy who's in charge of had to go and find his fingertip for him so they could put it back on like he literally chopped the end of his finger off and pissed blood all over the house Mm -hmm. and uh there's just it's she's just horrendous and and the people who are in there who are not employed by Johnny are employed by Disney to look after the house mm. would like <clears throat> say things like yeah Johnny was very pleasant very nice man but saw them arguing constantly and her poking him like mm. winding him up to get into an argument like he would he would say come in after a day and she would immediately the first sentence would be something provoking yeah she's just and she was constantly drinking so she was that's why she sounds drunk in a lot of the recordings from the previous uh, trial because she was literally 
smashed most of the time. It's probably why she thought these recordings were going to be useful. Yeah. She was pissed. She, she was just like, oh, yeah, God, he made yeah, And then just made, made yeah. her look like a complete idiot. But she is just... She should be fired from Aquaman. She had him lose an entire role mm. with Disney as a result of lies. Yeah. And there's a recording of her as well saying that she only said those things because his lawyers went on the offensive and her team advised her to do so. So she literally admits that she lied about him beating her. And her own lawyer mm-hmm. uh, was, I don't know if she did end up leaving, but basically what she said was that she used this certain makeup kit by Maybelline oh, or somebody yeah. to hide injuries on her face that Johnny Depp had caused her so she could go to work. Because everyone was like, well, you were at work through all those those years and yeah. nobody said anything about you having any bruises or anything. She said she hid them with this Maybelline or whatever. The yeah, fuck. And she, Probably she, wasn't Maybelline. It might she, be another brand. Yeah, but she actually showed this. It was she went, this. it was this one. Yeah, it's called an all-in-one something or other. Well, it was, she said it was she, literally this exact one that she had still. Yeah. And she was like, this is the one that I used to cover up the bruising in like 2016 or something yeah. like that. And then that brand, let's call it Maybelline because it might, I think that's who it is, then TikToked. The fact that that wasn't released till 2017 yeah. and didn't even exist, yeah. and so she's basically been absolutely caught yeah. caught out, caught out for just like similar to points where her lawyer either threatened to quit or had or did quit and has been. I couldn't work out who the woman was was that was pictured as, as so and quit whether she was still there or not. But she's definitely got different parts of it. It seems like the the oh. her her team are they're just so fucked that they're like they're tripping over themselves trying yeah. to like. But if you haven't started watching it, watch it, dude. Just watch some of the live things. It will show you from a step away point of view what a toxic relationship sounds and looks like. And then because there's points where it was happening, I was like, oh, God, I, I remember being in something like that. Mm. And when you're in it, it's all consuming and you can't see outside of it and you don't see how abnormal it is and you, because you get so used to arguing. You get so used to bickering. You get so used to that being the norm yeah. that you no longer see it as being abnormal. And it's so crazy that when you look at these people, they've got everything, money, wealth, that's never not a worry yet. They still have the same basic problem. Yeah. And it's the emotional side of the relationship. That, that he, and he trying, you can see at points, don't get me wrong, he's no angel. He was, you know, drinking and, and taking Substance drugs and stuff at the time. So he was, you know, probably up and down all the time emotionally. But he did never put his hands on it. I 100% believe that. But he's constantly trying to walk away to rebuild and she just won't let him. Mm-hmm. And you both have to allow each other to have these moments because you, if one's charged and the other isn't, it's never going to work. Yeah, you, yeah. He, Johnny it. was definitely doing the right thing in that situation because we've all been in those moments and the only thing that's going to happen by carrying on going is one of you is going to say something that you really are going to regret yeah. or you're just going to let it escalate and escalate and escalate. And yeah, if you can remove yourself and if you like her and get angry then stuff starts getting thrown and shit starts getting broken yeah exactly and uh, no surprise if he's if he's because i saw something about him getting pots and pans thrown at him and all this stuff oh she so stuck like, a cigarette if, on his face yeah so it's like if if that if you know that's coming when she flips her shit you're going to be doing everything you can to like stop oh, her yeah. getting to that level especially so, if you're not a guy who's going to hit her back yeah so so like he must be thinking right i need to i need to get out of this situation because if i if i carry on talking to her yeah, she's gonna keep getting pissed off. If I if I start ignoring her, she's gonna get pissed off. So I just need to go. I need yeah. to put myself in another room. I was, I was wondering what, like, how did that relationship start? Almost because seeing how nasty it's gone now, no, no. I I was just like, well, she I wonder was, what he, I wonder she, what he she saw. Was very striking when she she's not in shape anymore either. She's clearly suffered from this breakup. She's mm. she looks really puffy faced and tired and worn. She's gained weight, not a lot of weight. She looks like a normal person, but she certainly isn't that that chiselled, you know, mm. very. 
She, I remember she did look look very good. She did have now. She looks very. uh, Is there a big age difference between them? Don't know. Not sure. I think Johnny's Johnny's not young, is he? No, no, no. And she, she she looks younger than him. He looks better than her now. When when they were together originally, she looked better than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked very rough for. He looks really good now. He's had that. He's grown his hair out and got the blonde in it as well. Mm. He looks. He he looks really. He's put some. He looks healthy again. Yeah, he's put a bit of white back. But here's the other thing: like when she's listening to herself on that. And hearing herself screaming and not letting this guy walk away. What happens if she carries forward that with a bloke who will hit her back? Yeah. She might get killed. Yeah. So this would be a real eye-opener to her to be like, one, I should never have done this lawsuit. This was silly. And two, Mm. I think I need therapy. Yeah, like you you can't hear yourself responding that way. Even if the situation is not good. Like, that's never going to be the solution. Yeah, no, no one's ever punched one in the face and gone, well, that sorted that problem, didn't it? Yeah. That, that, well, that helped. I don't know. Maybe there There's been the odd occasion. Not from a man hitting a woman. No, no, Or a no, woman no, hitting no. a man. No, no, definitely not. At no a... point of someone gone, that's a very good point. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you know what, actually, yeah. I definitely deserve a punch in the after face. That. No. The only time well, that works is if you've got two fighters in a cage to make competition and money and leave yeah, it all in a Yeah, in a relationship, definitely shouldn't ever be, like, laying hands on each other and that's not... If that solve. ever happens, it needs to, it needs either severe counselling or just end it. Yeah, walk away and uh, question why any of that happened in the first place. But yeah, that was just something that caught me off guard the other day. It was I was uploading, obviously uploading the podcast, mm. and so I was on the YouTube on the app, and it popped up when whilst I was uploading it. Mm. So I was like, live. Yeah. On YouTube, so I was have a look at this, and then that was it. Yeah, there's a there's a, a few little compilation videos, and it's like Johnny Depp charming the courtroom. Yeah, <laughs> and I know. then it's just like yeah. a load of clips, like a ten minute thing of just him like saying little things, and you can hear him like laughing in the background. Or he just says something that's really like nice, yeah. and like all people are saying nice things about him. And like, well, this is it. You said they're getting character references yeah, on now. And even yeah. um, even like some of, when they're you know dragging up some of his substance abuse, and he does not hide a thing, and he's just like, yep. I did yep. that, and one of the top, like one of them that again made the fucking jury laugh, and he was like, "Yes, I I did give Marilyn Manson um, a pill of whatever it was, just to get him to stop talking." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started laughing. How could you not laugh at that? <laughs> and, but he's just like he doesn't hide it. He doesn't try and no. be perfect. He's just no. he knows he's got his flaws, as we yeah. all do. And he's not like that's. But he really, knows he never hit her. Yeah, yeah, that's he, like, and that's the main the, thing. Yeah, the fundamentals that's what this is of it. about. Yeah, he never did any of the things that she's accusing yeah. him of, and maybe he wasn't very present as a partner because of the alcohol and the substance abuse. Maybe she needed somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. and he was just trying she, to check out needed, reality. She needed a counselor, and she was trying to, yeah, yeah. But she was also, from some descriptions, super high, super low all the time as well. So, like, go from honeymoon to hell within, yeah. like, three days. Yeah. I think there's stuff about her potentially cheating on him as well, which oh. I don't know. Oh. I don't know whether that's true. I can't remember who it was meant mm. to be with, but, yeah. But she should be fucking fat. I can't believe they're keeping her in Aquaman too. People will literally, Johnny Depp fans will not go and watch that movie because she's in it. Yeah. And there's a petition of 1.8 million people who've signed to have her fired from Aquaman 2. Yeah. So that's 1.8 million people that will not go watch that movie. Yeah. I don't Minimum. Yeah. I, I, I I, I'm that, tempted to not go and see it cinema because she's in it. I think the fact that the Johnny Depp got the kind of, well, the punishment's been done. He's out of, he's out of, uh, Fantastic, um, Fantastic, Beast, Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Is that what they call that franchise? Yeah. Fantastic Beasts. Is that the name them? of it? Yeah, it just doesn't roll off the tongue that easy. 
So as in like Harry Potter was Harry Potter, that was what it was known as. That's known as Fantastic Beasts. I think so. Is it? I don't know. Seems wrong. We did a review on it. We should probably know that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust because us all the other shit. ones are Harry Potter and or yeah that doesn't isn't the fantastic that's fantastic yeah and characters if you know yeah parts of the Caribbean as well like that you I'm know. glad that he still got that Fuck but me. that that was dropped wasn't I it? know and then, and then everyone kicked up a massive stink yeah the fans went ape shit like is anyone even other than Johnny Depp he was like the only original that would have been dead in yeah. the water yeah not, I actually kidding. started watching the, the first one the other day so forgot how fucking brilliant it was yeah. like Kieran Knightley Orlando Bloom were just so that just that I know. There was a great really, dynamic between them all, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Even like a lot of the smaller, the, the you know, the other pirates, they're like the. Oh, yeah, the whole psycho. Like, they keep them in all the way through as well. Yeah, the, it was the just bloke so well from um, Bloody Emmerdale or whatever the he started and now is doing movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. What, with, I don't with know. The, the eye that pops in and out yeah. all the time. Yeah, like oh, yeah. some of those. It was, it was brilliant. Have you seen just, the little comedy series he had of his own? I didn't know. He had and one it's it's about him in a metal detecting group of people. No. Mate, it's fucking brilliant. Let me find what it's called. Let me find what it's called. How do you find these obscure things? I don't know. Somebody put me onto it, and I was like, whatever. And I watched it, and it's and I'm upset there's not another series being made of it. Really? So Pirates of the... Now, is it Caribbean, or is it Caribbean? Caribbean. Yeah, I say Caribbean, but some people say, so I say Caribbean. Is that Americans? I thought Caribbean is how people from the Caribbean pronounce it. Without Caribbean. The Caribbean. Mackenzie Crook. So that's the guy. Yeah. You know him. Yeah. Um, the guy with the wooden eye. Right. Movies and TV shows. Detectorists. Detectorists. From 2014 to 2017. If you haven't seen Detectorists, good luck finding where to watch it, but try. Uh, it's fucking great. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's metal detector. Yes. It's like he gets, in, he gets involved with this little community of metal detectorists, whatever you call them. And it's just him. And it's just. The dynamic of just the, the nonsense of little town issues and stuff. But it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, it's just really good, but also quite, like, heartwarming. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's similar, like, oh, he's from The Office. That's where he's from, not bloody Emmerdale. Idiot. He's, uh, he's the guy in The Office yeah, yeah. who's oh, a stapler putting jelly and everything mm. like that, doesn't he? he he's, the, he's the wannabe manager. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. He's really good. Yeah, detectorists. Give it a watch. Hmm. <laughs> From fucking office to parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. What a fucking jump. The first one's so good. Really fucking good. They're all good to be fair. They're... There's not one I don't like. I've yeah. I think some of them some of them are definitely better than others. The one oh, yeah. that's got uh Penelope Cruz in. Is that the fourth one or something like that? Something like that, yeah. I was like not yeah. a fan of that one as much. But the, like watching them as a whole, they still do well. But Johnny Depp is just He's just the the heart of that, isn't he? Yeah. Like it would not be what it would have never taken off if he wasn't in it. No, he built that character mm. from like nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to know that that will still continue in some capacity. Oh yeah, we should see another one of the pirates. Yeah. What are we on now? Five or six? I don't know. That's counting. To be honest, <laughs> but I'm just happy for. I'm just happy that that's like when's, not been taken away. When's bloody uh, Avatar two out? Oh, we need to have a look at what movies we're going to try and watch when we. And, uh, when I well, get we back. were hoping to go and see Northman, but, but just timing's well, not. You've got a lot going on with work and stuff, and so we we just wait for it to calm down until. Well, after my birthday, because the next one's going to be a bit challenging to record, so we're going to have to work out when we can record our next one. But then after my birthday, on the seventh, then we're all straightforward from that point yeah, on. Yeah, we've got things. My kind manager's of back at work, in. so my. my my hours will be reduced. I haven't got any 
like I've got a couple of days where I'm having off for my birthday. Um, and then yeah, should go should go back to normal. We've got guests booking booked in for later later in May. Should all be pretty straightforward, shouldn't it? Yeah, because oh, Ryan's we, on. We've got fourteenth. Um, yeah, so on. I'm back in a week, so I land back literally the night before the day we normally record. We're not doing, are we? You're back on the 5th, aren't you? I'm back on the f- night of the 5th. I get tattooed on the 6th, which is the Friday. Mm. So I am back up, come back up on, on the day we normally record. But on, I think we decided we'd do it on the Saturday instead to make life easier. Saturday's my birthday. Um, oh, oh I'm, yeah, no, Saturday's birthday. It's so Friday we'll and definitely Saturday. Then, then. We'll definitely record it then. then. Uh, so you cancel anything Sunday. on that day, please, and we'll do this. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll cancel, my, <laughs> cancel I'll push, your birthday, I'll push my please. 30th back. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll push it back till next year, actually. Yo, I'll just have it next year. So I'll, I, say, I'll say 29. That was a deal. I'd do. i have done that. I'll stay 29 for another year. Yeah, that'd be a good one. So we'll work it out, but you'll, you will definitely remember to do it on the... Oh, well, on that Sunday, though, I'm I'm a zookeeper for for the day. Yeah. I'm going to for the Huzu experience. I'm going to go and get in with the animals. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. And then, on the Wednesday after that, I skydive, in theory. <laughs> if the, if the, if maybe you not, do, maybe you don't. Or clouds, yeah. yeah. Assume it's booked in for the eleventh. Depending on whether the they put their socks on the right way around or. So then, after you've turned thirty, I've gone and fed some animals. Hopefully, not died. Skydived and hopefully not died. We then have on that weekend. We've got Ryan from Late Night Legacy, the lead singer of Late Night Legacy, coming down, um, who has done us a new intro, which we haven't used yet. Is it going to be on this one? We said it no, gonna be- no, no. We're going to have to say it. When we do it, and we wouldn't have even acknowledged it. We said last week we were going to put it on this. But one. We didn't do it. We haven't acknowledged it. So it'll have to be the next. I think we should wait till he comes on to put it on. So Only like two another... two episodes away. All right, you have to wait longer. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. We did say last week that they're going to. Did we? Yeah, I'm sure we did. Well, no. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Shit happens, people. Deal with it. <laughs> and then that's suspense. That is. That's what it's called. Just building suspense. And then we're trying to get um, Danny back down as well. Oh, mate, Danny. Yeah, can I get Danny back down? We should so, go up and do one up there because we said we were going to go 21st or 28th, we could have Danny on. Mm. But we've also got your... Yeah. We've got the, the, the therapist coming therapist, on. therapist, yeah. When's Not my on? therapist. <laughs> He'd be too scared. We've to got Lou's therapist coming on <laughs> to expose him. Um, Did you decide when what? he's coming? Yeah, I think we said that it was the week after, wasn't it? So, yeah, 14th. So, I think it's the 21st. So he's on the twenty first, on the twentieth. Yeah. Oh yeah, twentieth, twentieth. Yeah. Right. Well, I need to add that in the diary because I haven't got that in. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Because then I think I'm supposed to be getting a ride out in because the weather's supposed to be nice and all the boys are all coming up on the bikes and we're going to be riding out on the twenty first for the weekend. Yeah. Got plans. Things are happening. So all go. It's this thing. Have a full diary, people. Of good stuff to look forward to. That's another trick. Right, like when you've got something good, when you like your days are kind of looking like there's good things in there. Mm-hmm. You've booked them in. You've made time ahead of schedule to put those in it's that's a really yeah it's, it's a really a good, good point you've got yeah even if it's booking a holiday even if it's months in advance yeah you've then got something to look forward to so when you're having a shitty day you can just be like oh at least i've got that that trip to yeah portugal rome, or whatever. whatever the fuck it is i want to go to rome next as well yeah that'd be cool because you can nip it to rome for like five well i say five days but as long as you get three full days there yeah you got like a city break yeah it? so you, if you arrive either super early or soup yeah because your first day and your last day are not days so everyone's like, oh, quick weekend break. Yeah, only if you get there on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I want to do that because Rome is. Have you ever been? No. Nope. Ah, maybe we do that. Then. Mm. 
book a book we should a we should getaway. have a little, little bro holiday but it's um you just walk everywhere and then jump on the underground like you do in london mm. it's exactly the same layout as uh, in style as london underground but there's wherever you walk no matter what street you turn down i tried this there's something Mm. on every single fucking thing I was like let's find a street with nothing nothing everything had something yeah if it was, even if it was just one cafe but it'd be like the most banging cafe you'd like walk into it'd just yeah. be, they'd do something awesome in there it was really good and yet, and there's one point where you're walking down the city and just at the end of this huge block after block after block it's a fucking coliseum <laughs> just, just right there it's like well that's where people used to fight to the death <laughs> we could simulate it <laughs> yeah. bring our own swords I think it costs like 12 euros to go in the Coliseum now. Yeah. It seems a little extortionate. Yeah, but I suppose... They've got to upkeep it, I suppose. Yeah, I imagine it's probably not the easiest thing. It's, yeah. It seems to have uh, gone downhill from... <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the same state as they used to have no, it. Yeah, definitely not, not in the same state as it was several generations ago. Fuck knows how long. There's good thriftiness there as well. Yeah. You know, lots of like um, vintage stores. Yeah. So it's good to go with an empty suitcase. All right, okay. Yeah. It's like two T-shirts and a pair of jeans and then I, buy everything else there. I'm happy to, like, I don't know whether you'd be down for it. I'm literally, I've always wanted to do this and Emma won't do it. Literally just turn up at the airport with my fucking passport and be like, where's, where are we going? where's cheap? Really? And then just like, see where, see where we could just get tell you like, where you dirt go. cheap flights. Benidorm, that's where you'd end up. Yeah, but like sometimes there is like a flight leaving <laughs> for somewhere now. They've got like, you can either get on or for like a cheap flight. Or I don't think they do that anymore. They're still, I they're, think they, they, if you're trying to get on it late, they're like, oh, are you? Oh, well, it's triple the price now. There's some, um, what is it, Skyscanner and stuff like that. And some of them, even if it's like booking it like a day or two in advance. I've got a hand a hint for you if you do Skyscanner. What? Once you've been on Skyscanner for a little bit searching stuff, mm. go ahead and clear your IP shit and all your history. Because yeah. if you go back on a few hours later, it remembers that you've been on and the prices automatically go up. Uh-huh. Motherfuckers track you. Yeah, it's no surprise. So search Skyscanner, use a private browser. Just You can do it on your phone. You just go at the bottom and choose private tab mm. instead of a normal one. And it won't they track know. You. They look at porn. I've literally done it. I've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they oh, know yeah. how to go use your private. porn. Use your porn tab <laughs> and go and search on Skyscanner for, with that. Yeah. They track, fuckers track you. Yeah. And at the prices because they realise you've been on before. I know with like Premier Inns and stuff like that, they change their prices like five times a day just based to, to like kind of get people to rush in on the price and then they'll immediately change it so then it goes so two people can have the exact same room booked on the same day. One person's paying £70 a room, the other person's paying 50 Bastards. Mm. That annoys me, that does. Yeah. It's so like, just have a fucking price. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just would love to just turn up, not know where I'm going, then just be like, yep, that's a flight. I'll jump on there <laughs> and then just work it out from from that moment on. I think that'd be kind of fun. I know Emma's would just get way too anxious. Yeah, she'd be doing way that. too anxious. I'd just, I don't know. Oh, what's right. the worst that can happen? I'll sleep on the streets. <laughs> Benidorm is what's the worst that can happen. <laughs> yeah, let us know. If anybody's done something like that, what was your experience? And uh, let us know. On a voice note. Yeah. Or comment sections, you know, wherever it is that you're watching, listening, or just enjoying it. Hope you've learned a little bit of something from today. Um, you know, we've, uh, I think we covered it. We probably tangented. We did some good tangenting today. Yeah, today was a day of tangents. Good one. So we will see you. I am going to be in Portugal. I'll probably try and get a short out to you from Portugal. Mm. It's a 20-minute one about some what I'm doing out there, and it'll be something probably to do with mindfulness or, or something I've learned. Or it might just be, hey, look, I've got a tree behind me. And good then, yeah, there you go, and we'll do some meditation looking at the tree. <laughs> but then we're back, and we should have a, a. We should be back to. We shouldn't really miss or skip anything. We sh- we're uh, rocking and rolling. Mm. So we'll see you. Either I will. You'll see me in Portugal with the Portuguese. Um, hopefully, the geese that are from Portugal. Portuguese. 
Yeah, hopefully a little bit more tanned. Hopefully not burnt. Yeah. Oh, you're you're gonna come back so tanned. You're gonna. You think so, me. but it depends, doesn't it? Depends what the, what mm. the, what it's like. Because we yeah. haven't been in that much sun and getting. I've got a little bit. Look, I've been outside a little bit and I've yeah. already caught color. So hopefully with a bit of factor fifteen, I'll be safe. Yeah. But the I've still got skin that hasn't been in a lot of sun because we're in England. So it's like the first beginning of hot bits always catch me, burn me. Next time you see me, I'm no longer gonna be natural as well. Oh yeah, I'm going to be doing my first TRT injection on my birthday, on my thirtieth birthday. Yay! So yeah, and so realistically, the soonest day might be the Sunday where we we record. record. Cool. So you this is the last time like. you'll see Natural Lewis. There we go. On that bombshell, we shall end the podcast. Hope you're having a great week. Bring... Better be massive at that point. <laughs> one day later, just one day. <laughs> Yeah. Invisible carpets are Even out. if I'm not, just I'm going to sit my seat really close. <laughs> yeah. i just out-angle the shit. You just all of a sudden start just worrying about angles all the time. Yeah. And just standing like this wherever you go. It's that forearm out front. Yeah. Just, this is my chill face. Yeah. Traps, like pushing your trap, like shoving your head back into your own traps, trying to make them look bigger all the time. <laughs> Can you believe there was a time where everyone used to do that shit? Fucking hell. I don't know what you're on about, mate. <laughs> Don't be like, don't be those people. Don't be those guys. Bring forward what was good from last week. Leave behind what was bad and have a great fucking week, people. Make your own energy and have a good one. Toodle Toodle pip. pip.